The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcast. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Welcome into Stacking the Box this week. I am Josh Hill, and you are not Matt Verderam. I am not Matt Verderam. You are Michelle Bruton, our senior editor at Fansided, NHL extraordinaire, Jurassic Park stand. So it's a big weekend <laughs> for you. The, the NHL draft, you had Jurassic World comes out. It was. You're also a huge Packers fan. Yes. So the offseason in full swing here for the NFL. So Michelle's filling in. Verderam is out for a couple of weeks on vacation. But He's in a canoe somewhere? Uh, somewhere. I think he's like wandering upstate New York somewhere, <laughs> mumbling about the Chiefs and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, something about Len Elliott. I don't know. But so Michelle's going to be filling in. We're going to be talking about some football. There's not a whole lot to talk about, but we'll start right away. Unfortunately, my team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> have given us plenty to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston, it appears that he's going to be suspended for the first three games of the season. Initially, that number was maybe more. Yeah. And it could end up being more because they can't officially suspend him until, I think, the beginning of July or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, But it all stems back to that incident with the Uber driver. Uh, his stories have changed a thousand different times. Mm-hmm. If you've read the news over the last five years, it's not the first time Jameis Winston's been accused of something like this. A little worse the first time at Florida State. Uh, so from the football perspective, before we dive into how terrible this is and all the other angles, uh, this, the one narrative that I've seen pop up left and right is the first one is the Buccaneer season is over, right. and you could argue that even if James Winston was playing. But the second <laughs> is, what does this mean for his future in Tampa Bay? Because now, if you're the Bucks, you have to ask yourself serious questions. Dirk Cutter was on the hot seat at the end of last season. It looked like he might get, uh, might get fired. Uh, Jason Light, he's also on the hot seat. Those are the two guys. They have that job because of Jameis. Right. So if Jameis is all of a sudden a liability that you can get rid of, and you can cut him at the end of the season, $20 million, don't have to pay him anything, mm-hmm. restart. Is that the road that we're heading towards here, or are people kind of jumping to conclusions here because it's Jameis Winston and this is such a terrible situation? Right. I think, first of all, we have to you know allow the league to complete their investigation, which you mm-hmm. know a lot of people are sort of on the bandwagon of like, this is a knee-jerk reaction, and like, how do we know yeah. this accusation's correct? Like, no, no, the NFL has been investigating this for seven months, yep. and I don't have complete faith in the NFL's investigative power um we've seen them you know botch this so many times before but Mm -hmm. i think we can assume that whatever evidence they come to and listen this is uber like they've got receipts you know they've got records of all of this so we know we don't know for sure that it's going to be three games all we know right now is that it's multi-game which we assume to mean three however many games it is Jameis will clearly appeal it Mm -hmm. 
Um, but that being said, you know, like you said, this isn't the first time something like this has come up for Jameis. And we don't necessarily, no one was in the Uber that night but the two of them. And that's the big thing that came out with Ronald Darby. He said he yeah. was there and we discovered that he was only there for part of the leg of the trip, not the whole trip. So they're the only two people who know what truly happened that night. But, you know, if we are to believe her that something untoward did happen, this is, you know, multiple offenses for Jameis at this point. And it's, yeah. the Bucks are not... Sorry, Josh. Good enough to keep putting up with these headaches year after year after year. And I think, you know, I hate to say that if Jameis goes off this year and like mm -hmm. leads them to playoff contention and that things will be different. But I, unfortunately, I do think that's probably the case. Um, yeah. But I think if he has any missteps on the field that match his missteps off the field this year, he's gone. And unfortunately, that's where we're at right. with the NFL, right? which is... Jameis Winston here, this is the second time he's been accused of something like this. And if he goes off and leads the Bucks to the playoffs or he has a good year, all of a sudden it's everything's forgotten. And there's already a large contingency of fans that are like, we, have, we don't know the full story. Right. We need to hear everything. And that, I hate that story. <laughs> and as a Bucks fan, I'm not going to defend Jameis Winston. Okay, this is, nobody needs this in the NFL. Fan allegiance aside, you know, you, you look across the board, the NFL, it's all about, you know, players kneeling for the anthem, and that's the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. And that's almost, unfortunately, covered up the real problem in the NFL, which is its treatment of, of women, going to the cheerleading thing. Mm -hmm. You wrote a really great yeah. piece a couple Thanks. months ago about the Redskins scandal that was going on, and that was just one of many mm -hmm. examples of things going wrong in the NFL with their treatment towards women. So this Jameis Winston thing... It's not about how many games he's going to suspend it. It's not about the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl. It's not even about, ooh, who should they replace him with, top five replacements for Jameis Winston. It's, right. This is a problem. Right. And it's, this is his, he's now in his fourth, fifth year in the NFL. This is not going away. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you, the Buccaneers are just going to have to look inward and say, we got married to the wrong guy here. And this isn't, you know, they should have taken Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Mariota or whatever. Right. This is like they did research on this guy. They knew. this. He got drafted right after that Florida State yeah. stuff happened. So to me, the Bucks they can't sit around and say, oh, you know, we're just going to twiddle our thumbs and we'll see how this plays out. I feel like they have a pretty good idea and they need to take action. And I don't know if they can impose a team suspension before the NFL suspends them. But I was saying that when this initially happened, you don't know what happened. You have to suspend them. Right. You just have to say, look, just the fact that you're in a position where you can be accused of this thing, knowing who you are and the stage that you have. You have to do something about it. So, and as far as his future is concerned, there's already been rumors out there about the Bucks should go out and get Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> they should tank this year and try to draft a quarterback. Right. And that's a whole, that's the football side of things. And as a Buccaneers fan, it would be one of the biggest travesties ever to have a guy drafted number one overall and a couple years later, you cut him loose. Not, and I'm not saying because of the reasons why. I'm saying just from a strictly football standpoint. Right. The idea that you drafted this guy to be the franchise and you did such a poor job scouting him and you invested in the wrong guy to such a degree that you're restarting. Like, Gerald McCoy is not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. Those, the defensive guys that they got this offseason, 
from the Eagles. They trade for Jason Pierre-Paul, right. not getting any younger. Right. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to go to the Super Bowl. He's not <laughs> Nick Foles. Fitzmagic is special. But there's already talks he might lose his job to the backup in training camp. So right. it's a real tough spot for the Bucks. And if you had to peg Jameis Winston's future, where is he playing next season? Is he in Tampa Bay or is he somewhere else? Or is this in a dream scenario, the NFL finally gets it together and he's playing nowhere next <laughs> right. year. Where, where are you pegging as, in your expertise, Jameis Winston in 2019? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, like I said, I think unless he literally leads them to playoff contention, mm -hmm. um, I think they're probably going to part ways with him after this season. It's, it's just too many things one after the other. And it's, you know, every time something new like this happens, it calls back the other things that we all kind of laughed about at the time that didn't seem important, like the crab legs theft and when he took the little ketchup mm -hmm. cup at Burger King and was like stealing soda. Like those things, you know, in and of themselves are laughable. But when you add them into all these other things, it mm -hmm. just suggests that unfortunately he hasn't matured. And I think all the scouts and front office executives who put faith in him thought he would mature. Yeah. And he's just, he's someone who doesn't seem to understand right from wrong or thinks that he's above right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And you can't build a franchise around that guy. The league is too big now. There's too much money at stake. Um, so I think he's gone for sure. Unfortunately, you know, unless it comes out that uh, there's, you know, unfortunately, as we've seen with Ray Rice, like if there was video of this Uber. And, you know, actually, that's an interesting point. It's surprising to me that more Ubers don't have videos in the cars yeah. to document these kinds of things. And that would be something, I think, as they try to, you know, make sure mm -hmm. things like this don't keep happening. Like, hey, Uber, if you're listening, you know, maybe get some uh, <laughs> dash cams that face into the car. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, you know, listen, this is the NFL. We see guys starting who have no business starting. So yeah. if Jameis Winston is a free agent, someone's going to sign him. God forbid, if he kneels for the anthem, maybe not. But, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> assault a woman and you're fine. So... Uh, someone's going to sign him. Uh, I don't think it'll be for anything near what he could have made if he had just, mm. you know, gone it together and, and played football. But I think that's where we are. And it's, you know, the off-field stuff is heinous enough, but it's also the on-field right, stuff that right. we're talking about, like the eating the W thing, which mm -hmm. was, again, like to your point about it's goofy, it's funny, people made fun of him, but it's that weird mentality that he's in where it's like that's – that's what you're going for. And you're right. looking at like the veteran guys around him, even guys that aren't like as veteran as Gerald McCoy, like Quan Alexander right. literally came in after that. was like, all right, bud, let's go. Right. And it's like, that's your quarterback. Right. That's Is this a locker room leader? Yeah. And then in that same game, that was the Saints game. He goes up to Marshawn Lattimore and does the whole, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you thing. And it's like, are you kidding me? You want to be a $35 million a year quarterback <laughs> and that's what you're going to do. Right. And I got frustrated when it happened then because Dirk Cutter was like, oh yeah, we have to defend our guys. Mike Evans got suspended for that because mm -hmm. he had to jump in and defend Jameis Winston. Right. So look, it's a great point. He is more problems than so far he's been worth because mm -hmm. last year, again, if you want to tie it back to the football stuff, because people like to say that, oh, it's what he does on the field, not off the field. All right. What about the interceptions? What about the fumbles? <laughs> what about the bad decision making? Right. Against your Packers, he literally made the same play that he did in the Rose Bowl against yeah. Oregon where he's bumbling around, right. fumbling the ball backwards. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then I had to watch a 400-pound Packers offensive lineman or defensive lineman return a foot, uh, football for a touchdown. And I'm just like, what is going on? I can't handle this. Jameis Winston. And no one I'm should done. have been winning against the Packers last year. That was like, Brett Hundley. nobody. Brett yeah. Hundley beat Jameis Winston in overtime. That's Jameis Winston beat himself. <laughs> time and time again. So we'll see what the future yeah. holds for Jameis Winston. Something else the future holds, a little bit more happier and brighter note. Uh, the NFL Network, NFL.com, they're announcing 
the top 100 players. Mm -hmm. We're going to finally find out who is this year's or last year's number one player, at least heading into this year. Uh, and this is your moment now to go to bat for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, who before the show we were talking about, it's really hard to argue against him being the best player in football. You talk about the Hail Mary throws, things like that. But the Packers are better this year. People are picking them to be in contention to beat the Vikings for the division title this year because Aaron Rodgers' shoulder is better. Mm -hmm. like, literally, it rests on his shoulder and is finally strong enough to carry the Packers. What is your case for Aaron Rodgers being, your unbiased case, yes. for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> being the best player in football? Yeah, so we know that we know the players who are in the top 10. We just don't know which order mm -hmm. they're in. And Aaron Rodgers is up against people like Tom Brady, Antonio mm -hmm. Brown, LaShawn McCoy, Carson Wentz, J.J. Watt. And the thing to keep in mind with this award always, and I think a lot of people forget this, is that this is how the players vote. So mm -hmm. these are player-elected top. It's, it's a popularity contest, basically. But it's interesting because... It's kind of, you know, the media does so many rankings that it's fun to see what the players think about their own. Um, that being said, I don't think it's going to end up being Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to end up being Tom Brady. Mm. But the reason it could be and maybe should be Aaron Rodgers is that this kind of gets back to that whole MVP debate that a lot of people like to have. And yeah. it's like, what does MVP mean? Does it mean the guy who puts up the best stats or does it mean when you take this guy away from the team, it falls apart. It's a totally different team. And mm -hmm. no team in the league right now exemplifies that better than the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. They are a Super Bowl contender with him and a middling, you know, mid-tier, miss the playoffs or go out in the, you know, first round of the yep. playoffs team without him. So, um, you know, obviously I think, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is really well respected around the league. And that's a big part of what plays into this award too, mm -hmm. as the players vote for it. Um, you know, he's a competitive guy, but he's not really a nasty guy. Um, I mean, he's, you know, talking about like immature things on the field. He used to do his belt thing and Packers fans loved it. Other people didn't love it so much. Uh, he hasn't been doing stuff like that as much anymore. And I think obviously you can argue it's because they haven't been winning the way they used to. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I, in my, truly now, I'm, I promise this is unbiased. You know, if you, <laughs> if I look at Tom Brady and I look at Aaron Rodgers, I think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback just because yeah. of the things he can do, the plays mm -hmm. he can extend, the way he can scramble and move out of the pocket. You can never give up on a play with him. And sure, Tom Brady can do some pretty incredible things too, mostly because he's got, you know, a rocket of an arm, even yep. at 40 years old. Um, I think the reason Tom Brady is probably going to win this award is... I think while Tom Brady is probably, we know, isn't very well liked among other fan bases, um, I think he's very well respected among NFL players. Uh, and then we saw, you know, he almost set a new record in the Super Bowl this year. He threw for 505 yards and three yeah. touchdowns. The Patriots didn't lose the Super Bowl because of Tom Brady. Mm. They lost it because their defense allowed like 538 yards or something crazy. Yeah. Um, to Nick Foles. To Nick <laughs> Foles. <laughs> that can't be overstated. <laughs> so I think that uh, ultimately, you know, Tom Brady had a really incredible mm -hmm. year. And there's just not going to be very more opportunities for, for the other players to recognize him this way. I mean, he might be done within a year or two even. Yeah. So I think this is one of the last opportunities for him to win it. I think that's why he will. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league right now. Do you think any of these other names light you on fire or light the players on fire? Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I don't think that no. I can see players voting him above Rodgers or no. Brady. Um, the only ones that I think maybe would were J.J. Watt yep. is one and Carson Wentz. Right. 
who you were a big fan of before coming into the league. Did yeah. a lot of you watched him, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, wherever he went, mm-hmm. and that's all paid off. He's you know was on track to be an MVP last year. Unfortunately, suffers ACL injury. I don't think that he at this point is above Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but I think the interesting thing about his inclusion in that is he's in the conversation with those two. Right. In his entering his third year of his career, he's already Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and then there's Carson Wentz. Right. Do you think that that's a little unfair to Carson Wentz? Do you think maybe we're overhyping that just because he was so good last season and it's such a small sample size? Because he wasn't that great in his rookie year. Right. And he comes out last year, everything's better like I said, MVP candidate. Is he on the trajectory to be in that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady category? Since it's the offseason and we like making knee-jerk assumptions (laughs) about things, he's in the conversation at this point. Is it Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Warranted. Well, I have to say, first of all, uh, you know, if I'm Nick Foles and I'm watching the NFL Top 100 <laughs> be revealed and I see that Carson Wentz is in the top 10 with Tom Brady and Rodgers, I'm sort of like, hello, I'm the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is no one talking about me? I think Nick Foles, on the same hand, understands the role that he plays in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. He's not an exceptional quarterback. And even though he missed the playoff run and obviously the entire Super Bowl, um, Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. I yeah. think we can already see that. His mechanic, you know, he, he's very much, one of the reasons I liked him when I watched a lot of his college tape is he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. Mm. He had the ability, which so many quarterbacks don't, in college to call his own protections at the line of scrimmage, to be able to read the defense, make adjustments on the fly. Mm-hmm. He's got that mental aspect of the game that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers also have that makes them so transcendent. Add to that the fact that he's built like a tight end. He can run, he can scramble, and he's got, you know, he can squeeze the ball into those tight windows just like Aaron Rodgers can. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be exceptional. I'm so excited to watch him. That being said, it is a little strange to me that we're talking about him in the top 10. Uh, You know, yes, he was on the team that won the Super Bowl, but he was on the bench. Um, he was having a pretty good year before it went down. He was yeah. in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's super well-respected around the league. And how, I mean, he's, he might be, I don't know him personally, but he might be the nicest person in the league right seems now. Like it, yeah. He just seems like he's such a nice guy. Um, his teammates really respect him. So mm-hmm. I think that the players are sort of making that known with this vote. Um, certainly, I think we could see him end up maybe like five, six, seven. Um, I don't think mm. he's going to edge out Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers just because, you know, think, think about this. A lot of these teams, a lot of the current iterations of these teams haven't even played against him yet, yeah. you know? So as, as the players vote on these guys, he still needs to kind of make a statement and make himself known mm-hmm. around the league. Um, but he's really exciting to watch, and it's, it's really cool for him that he's already being included in this conversation. It is, and the future, I mean, we talked about this with Verderam a couple of weeks ago on the show, but the future is bright for these mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I was surprised. I mean, I understand why Carson Wentz is up here, but then when we were having the conversation, the conversation around the NFL seems to be Jimmy Garoppolo and Deshaun Watson. Right. So if you add in Carson Wentz there, 
that's a nice crop mm-hmm. of quarterbacks and it feels like we're we're being ushered into the next generation right. quite brightly here mm-hmm. uh some people are commenting here on Jameis winston who it's a nice segue into our next topic about uh-huh. free agents yeah uh basically the consensus seems to be that he's very should feel very lucky to have a job in the NFL, given everything that happened at Florida State. And now he's repaying people who invested in him by basically not caring. Right. So that's accurate commentary. So if you got more comments about that or top 100 or anything else we're talking about, be sure to leave them in the chat. Michelle and I will maybe say, hey, and yeah. read off your comment. <laughs> uh, last topic here, speaking of possible free agency and Jameis Winston, there are some free agents right now yeah. who don't have jobs, who probably should have jobs. For varying reasons, you brought up the kneeling for the anthem. A lot of people think that's why Eric Reed doesn't have a job. I agree with you. Uh, My team, the Buccaneers, could use a safety. (laughs) Um, Go ahead and get him. A lot of teams could use a safety. The Texans drafted his brother, Mm -hmm. could have signed Eric Reed, went with Honey Badger instead. Um, Des Bryant is another guy that's out there. Hasn't been signed yet. We were told before the draft when he got cut that we should expect this to be more of a training camp into the you know preseason type of thing. Has any of his landing spots in your mind changed for being the spot he should go to? Because we talked about Houston, right. Baltimore. He straight up was like nothing. Right, I'm right. Good. <laughs> so he clearly has a vision for where he wants to go. Has your vision of where he should go changed based on what happened in the draft and some of these training camp uh, controversies that have started around different positions? Yeah, so on one hand, I think it's a little bit insane that Des Bryant is still unsigned. On the other hand, he's basically playing a game of chicken Mm. with NFL GMs right now. He wants a one-year deal that's going to pay him. He was set to make $12.5 million with the Cowboys, and he stated that he wasn't going to take a pay cut. So Mm -hmm. in his mind, he wants $12.5 million for one year, (laughs) uh, which is not going to happen. No No one's going to pay him that much money, especially because his production on the field has taken a step back. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just some of the locker room stuff, some of the on-field outbursts yeah. that we've seen him have, um, a little bit of immaturity. It's, he's not the productive receiver he used to be, and he's 29. No one is going to pay mm. $12.5 million for a 29-year-old rental. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think the really interesting thing for Des is that he stated more than one time that he would love to go to a team in the division. Mm. And so I guess my question back to you is, you know, if you're – a team looking to bring in Des, are you um, excited or attracted to the idea that he's motivated by revenge? Or is that like a huge red flag for you? I like guys that are motivated by revenge. Yeah. The revenge season is always like one of the most fun seasons. Yeah. That's more true in basketball, it seems like. You, you see a guy get signed for his revenge season. Right. So like LeBron's first year back in Cleveland started off a little rough, but everybody was watching because they're like, this is it. Right. He's going for it. So... With Des Bryant, I do think he has, he's, you know, he's 29. He's just a little bit left in the tank. The revenge season for him, I would definitely sign for, for those two games, especially the one that's in Dallas. Yeah. I will sign all day for that. I mean, that. it's musty TV. It is, especially if they meet, like, Philadelphia in the wild card round. Right. Oh, all day. Right. Um, the problem, and I agree with you, is he's not worth more than $12 million. I don't think he's worth more than seven or eight. Right. He'd be lucky to get that. I don't think he's worth more than a single year take a flyer contract, especially if you're signing him this late into the off season. We've seen guys, veterans come in this late and, you know, you got to learn the playbook, which seems like a stupid inside football thing. Like, oh, they can't learn the playbook is what they're paid million dollars to do. But it's like, it's a hard thing to do to go Mm -hmm. from a system that he's known in Dallas for years and years and years. One that changed constantly Mm -hmm. because they couldn't keep an offensive system in place to something completely different. You know, if he goes to New England 
it's night and day versus right. what he was dealing with in Dallas. Same thing as if like, he goes to Oakland, where it's night and day versus someone who kind of knows what they're doing to someone who has no idea what they're right. doing. So <laughs> if you're, if you're Dez, staying in the division and having this motivated by revenge is a good selling point to me if you're not going to go to Houston, which I still think yeah. is the best spot for him. Right. Deshaun Watson coming back, you can fit in there with Fuller, you can fit in there with Hopkins. They don't have a tight end, but maybe they're not going to need one if they're going to have those three guys rolling right. out there. So I don't think it's going to happen in New York. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to happen in Philly unless they can get him way on the cheap and it's like, all right, we just we can't refuse this right. offer. Um, and it's, he's not going to Washington. No. So that's, that's my only problem with that is we've kind of circled those wagons already. And right. You know, New York seemed like it was going to work yeah. with the whole workout video with Odell with, Beckham yeah, and everything right. like that. So it's tough. And it is wild to kind of realize that we've watched guys like Des Bryant go from rookie to a sensation, to a big piece of an offense, to a guy now that... You know, the wrong side of the bell curve. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and it happens with everybody. You know, right. the old cliche, time comes for everybody. And it's like, he's at that point now where he's not... He's a free agent. You'd think that he'd get snatched up right away. Right. And he's not. And another guy who's like that, who's a little further up down the hill for multitude of reasons, <laughs> is Adrian Peterson. Right. Hall of Fame running back, league-leading rusher, game-changer when he was with Minnesota. And now... You know, nobody wants to give him a chance. And it has, again, unfortunately, nothing to do with him beating his child. It has everything right. to do with the fact that when he was in New Orleans, he was the third wheel to two of the most exciting running backs in football, right. which in of itself was a statement of time is caught up with Adrian Peterson. Yeah. You know, it's the that end. juxtaposition yeah. was the most dramatic. The end of the day for all day. Yeah. So do you see Adrian <laughs> Peterson getting signed anywhere? Because it's kind of the Des Bryant thing. What do you do? You're not right. going to give him a big contract and there's not a whole lot of fits. Right. I think that at this point, um, it's all about who gets injured in training camp. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if some team has their starting running back injured in training camp, that's when yeah. you start to look to people like Adrian Peterson. But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, there are so many exciting young rushers in the league. And there are so many guys who are, play such a different game than Adrian Peterson now. Yeah. If you look at like Tariq Cohen in Chicago, mm -hmm. for instance. Um, and Adrian Peterson, he is more of like a run up the middle type. He's not like sort of this like new scat back. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, he's getting old, you know, he's getting, he's getting, he needs a little bit of like oil on the, uh, joints a little bit. Yeah. So I think that, you know, unfortunately for him, uh, the sun has probably set on his time in the league, or maybe he gets brought in to sort of push someone else in training mm -hmm. camp and then, you know, a casualty of roster cuts. But yeah. I think we've kind of seen, and I think, you know, unfortunately, and maybe if he had been in a different situation last year, mm. uh, he would have actually been able to contribute something. But when you've got those guys, when you've got, you know, a one-two punch like that in yep. New Orleans, you're not giving Adrian Peterson snaps, because why no. would you? So I think that that's probably, we've probably seen the end of, of the road for him that's a little unfortunate too like i don't feel so bad for him because it turns out he's a terrible person off the field yeah but did you in like 2007 so i was at the game in minnesota against the chargers where he broke the single game mm -hmm. rushing record and at that time and from there up until really all that allegation stuff came out which coincided with the downside of his career the idea that he was just going to be somebody out there, his career ends with a whimper. Right. He's just like an unsigned free agent right. who has to retire because nobody's going to sign him. That was unfathomable at the time. 
and you have to think about it, you know, not to get all existential about this, but there's guys <laughs> now that we're obsessing over who are going to be like that in mm -hmm. five years. You're going to be like, man, remember when we were really obsessing over player X? Right. And he's out there. He's a free agent. Anybody can have him. And I think, unfortunately, the way that we're going to remember Adrian Peterson is that one good game he had back with the Cardinals yeah. where he ran over the, the Buccaneers, of course, always <laughs> on the wrong side of history. Uh, so at least he got that. Right. But the idea that this guy was so dominant and now he's just used parts, he's used up. Well, and I would have pegged him as a prime candidate for someone like when he does eventually retire that the Vikings would have signed him back yeah. for a contract so he could go out. On, mm -hmm. And I don't even know that they would. I mean, you might sort of have different feelings about that than I do um, just being from Minnesota. But, you know, I sort of feel like the love has been lost on yeah. their side of things, obviously, for very many reasons. Um, and, you know, I don't know that his career is going to be celebrated when all is said and done no. the way that it might have been. A, if he didn't beat his child. B, yeah. if he hadn't sort of had these unfortunate, like you said, whimpers mm -hmm. to end his career, uh, kind of glossing over the truly transcendent work he was doing at the prime of his career. Yeah, it's a lot like, too, like, you know, Dwight Howard sticking around. He's the guy who's going to retire a couple of years before. He probably should have, or we probably thought he would have. And now he's turned into a guy who's just around and we're like, whatever. Right. Like, but he was like transcendent as well. But right. he's a guy who never adapted to the game. And I think with Adrian Peterson, and no fault of his own, the game's changed. And mm -hmm. like you said, that's indicative of last year with Ingram and Kamara. Yeah. That's where the NFL is going with their running backs. Like, yeah, you're going to get your Saquon Barkleys and your Leonard Fournette's every so often, mm -hmm. your Ezekiel Elliott's who are just downhill monsters who are just going to... Todd Gurley. You, Todd Gurley. Yeah. But that's not the way that... That's not a majority of the NFL. Right. And now he just exists in a world that doesn't really need him anymore. And I think he might be welcome back to Minnesota is like a ceremonious thing. But it's... I don't know. It's it, Vikings fans have a new car. You know, they've got Delvin Cook. <laughs> Adrian Peterson's a relic. You don't mm -hmm. really need to bother yourself with them. So that's kind of, you know, not, we got heavy this week. I know. <laughs> Unstacking the box. Bertram's going to be like, hey, guys, <laughs> what are you doing to my podcast? Yeah, we'll wrap up on this one. Eric Reed, we talked yes. about him kind of throughout the entire show. Where does he get signed? Does he get signed? And does the whole him filing a grievance against the NFL affect him? Because he is a great safety. Right. And, but you also have Shrey Boston, who's not signed, who's another safety, who isn't embroiled in the Anthem fiasco. Where do they go? Where does Eric Reed go, if anywhere? Or are we looking at a situation where we're week one and he's a headline because he's not there? Right. So we heard uh, Trey Boston say this offseason that it's a really rough market out there for safeties. Mm. And it totally is right now. And a big reason for that is a guy whose name isn't being put out there because he's not a free agent yet, but he's sort of hanging over all of these players, and that's Earl Thomas. We don't know yeah. for sure that Earl Thomas is going to get an extension with the Seahawks. We've seen them sort of remake that whole defense. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of teams right now are just waiting and seeing what ends up happening with him because yeah. why would you sign Trey Boston if you could mm -hmm. have Earl Thomas? So I think this has sort of become a dominoes game where teams want to see what happens with Earl Thomas. So mm -hmm. if, the, if the Seahawks could re-sign him like tomorrow, I think we'd see a lot of movement. Oh, yeah. Um, because what happens with Earl Thomas affects Eric Reed. What happens with Eric Reed affects Trey Boston. What happens mm -hmm. with Trey Boston affects Kenny Vaccaro, and yeah. so on and so forth. So we've seen stagnation, you know, across all the safeties at this point. Um, 
And I, I think basically we're just waiting to see what the market's going to get set at. You know, what do you pay someone like an Earl Thomas? What do you pay someone like an Eric Reed? Certainly, I think, you know, unfortunately for Eric Reed, I think one of the teams that seems to be open, uh, and it's funny because that's where, you know, Kaepernick, where this whole thing started. But I do think the 49ers, under their new leadership, uh, would maybe be sort of reflecting the values of their city and willing to kind of give guys a chance who speak their minds, you know, more so than... Uh, some of the teams mm-hmm. maybe south of the Mason-Dixon line. But uh, that being said, um, you know, I think the big thing with Eric Reed is this grievance that he's filed because yeah. it's not just that he's kneeling. It's not just that he's speaking his mind. He's literally, you know, trying to take the league that he wants to work for to court. And mm-hmm. that's a big problem. And that presents a big problem for owners who have... Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Did that answer to Roger Goodell? Um, so... Unfortunately for him, I I really like what he's doing. I'm really, you know, um, inspired by how far he's willing to go to stand up for himself. But the result might be that he's not on an NFL team to start the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Trey Boston and Kenny Vaccaro, I think, obviously just have to know that they're never going to get anything like what Earl Thomas and Eric Reed could get. And they're just going to have to go ahead and sign. And we've seen so many teams. I mean, Houston, again, is a team that needs safety. Your team, the Bucks need safety help desperately yeah uh we've seen you know quite a few teams so you know the need is out there um training camp is going to reveal that a lot of teams you know do not have two starting caliber guys out yep. there and i think that's when we'll see some movement for these guys yeah eric reed and richard sherman on the same team yeah Whoa, the maga crowd's just going nuts <laughs> with that one overload can't handle it uh all right so we have to mention Fanatics, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful sponsor of ours. If you go to Fanatics and use the code FANSIDED, you can save 20% and you can get free shipping off of all of your NFL things. Like you said, it's training camps coming up. You're going right. to want to stock up. This is right around that time, too, that the NFL churns over into their new like product lines right. they're rolling them out i keep waiting for that because you see all the time like nfl.com's got like sales going on and stuff like that but if you go to fanatics you can double up right use the fan-sided code you get even more money off of all of the great nfl stuff yeah and look, if you're yeah go ahead. No, I, mean, I was gonna say if you're a titans fan if you're a browns fan if you're a jaguars fan your teams are unveiling oh yeah. new jerseys this year so you're gonna want to be rocking that and if we're talking about in five years there's gonna be another adrian peterson who we don't know right now is an adrian peterson and yeah. on field, not off field. But, <laughs> you know, vintage stuff, you know, that old Bucks logo now is like a vintage thing. Right. The one from like the late 90s to whenever they changed it to the big one they got in the helmet now. Right. So don't buy something now being like, oh, I want to get the new thing. Like you could be buying something now that's vintage. Right. Like it's a weird thing to think about. But all right, <laughs> Michelle, next week you'll be back. Vern Ram's off again. We'll be talking more NFL. Great job this week. And as always, iTunes, subscribe. It's the podcast, and we'll be back next week on Facebook as well. It is Stacking the Box for Michelle. I am Josh Hill, and we'll see you next Monday.